You're listening to One Space Love Podcast, and I'm Stephanie Pappas, your host, and I am here with Matthew Tehuki. Kia ora, Matthew. Kia ora, Stephanie. Lovely to be here, and kia ora to anybody out there who's listening to this podcast. Could you please finish the sentence as colourful as you can? I am. I am a Maori man. I am a musician. I am an artist. I am a teacher a teacher of Māori culture, Māori language, Māori stories, Māori songs, Māori values. I am an active man in my body. I am a father of three sons, ranging from three to 25. I am a lover. I am a positive thinker. I am grateful. I'm living in gratitude most of the day. I am living in the countryside now. I am up for bringing change into myself first and foremost. So I'm up for personal growth. I am a traveler. I am uh, up for, I'm a man who is developing his body to be as healthy as possible. I am fun loving. I am working on inner discipline and look younger than I am. I'm young. I'm forever young. Uh, yeah, I think I'll stop before I get accused of fluffing. I'll leave it there. <laughs> what I've loved about experiencing your music and your performances is your authenticity in the way you present yourself and your exchange with the audience. Where did, where did that come from? I think as I grew into myself as a man, like when I started off, singing in bands, I used to have to drink before I started so I could get some sort of courage to stand in front of people because I was really shy. And then I did theater for a while and that maybe brought me out and, and got me more comfortable in myself. And then just going through life, I got more comfortable with myself. And then when I got, probably when I got to perform over in Australia, I was at a stage where I knew I wasn't the most perfectly onto a technical musician mm -hmm. but I had this ability to connect with people so I I used that more I really wanted to connect with people and not entertain I wanted to create an environment where we would unite and sing and dance together so I had this ability to lead I suppose or to invite people into that I think also the songs that I was singing and continue to write are quite vulnerable they're about my own journeys in life and my own struggles and how I get through them. So maybe that comes across as quite authentic because I'm, I'm singing about all the human stuff and life stuff mm. or whether somebody was doing something that wasn't in line with my values. And, and, you know, and I'll sing these songs and I'll sing these songs and then like my partner would say in the past, oh, how's that song go again when I wasn't being the love? Mm -hmm. So just because I sing these words doesn't mean I've definitely reached that higher state of consciousness or anything. So maybe that's why I write them is because I need to hear these words regularly. Don't claim to be this enlightened saint or whatever. The, mm -hmm. I just have stuff come through and I'm happy to, that I can catch a bit of it as it goes through me to the other people. It's also teaching themselves to remind themselves to be the love. Yeah, and another point I want to bring up is I know that when I sing these lyrics in front of people, it calls me to be that as much as possible. Because mm. I'm like, I'm not preaching, but I'm sharing these perspectives and 
when I'm at a festival, I, I feel drawn to be that man. If I'm singing a song about honouring women, I feel drawn to be that man when I'm, when I'm around them and when I'm singing strong songs about standing strong or songs about looking after nature, I'll pick up the rubbish while I'm walking through the festival. And yes. These songs uh, sort of hold me to account in the public eye as well, which is good for me. They hold you to be accountable. Yeah, hold me yeah. to be accountable and they call me to be the best version of me. Because mm. I'm singing about it, so I've got to back it up. Yes. A lot of these songs I will actually uh, smoke marijuana before I write them and that gets me into this state and that helps drop in the inspiration and the messages that are, that are the loving messages, that are the conscious messages. So I just want to be straight up and upfront about the fact that that's a big part of my writing process. In that process, because some of the musicians that I speak to say they could be driving along in the car and a a lyric or a tune comes to them and then it just stays with them and then as they go to bed, something else comes to them, elements of the song. Is it more that you go and smoke and you have like a ritual that you you know you're going to sit down with a piece of paper and write or is it that they come to you and you have to capture it in that time? Yeah, both. Sometimes I am at the beach walking along or I'm driving and a groove, quite often I catch a groove in my head or a riff or a melody line and I'll get my phone and I'll record that just on the voice message thing and I'll record that mm-hmm. loop and yep. work on it. And from that, that will tell me what sort of feel the song is, whether it's a happy song or a dance song or a slow, melancholic song. And then there are times where I'm like, okay, I'm going to get my pen and paper ready, my recording device ready. I'm going to turn off my phones so nobody can contact me. I'll get yep. my pipe ready, get my water bottle ready, and I'll set it all up or I'll go out into nature and do that and then I'll have a toke and then off we go. There are other spiritual practices that you carry into your lifestyle that help you to be in alignment to bring these messages through? Yeah, so I'm just uh, starting to get into meditation quite mm-hmm. solidly, especially mm-hmm. with uh, lockdown happening. It's given me time, so that's becoming a real beautiful practice. I've just started in the last few days getting into the Wim Hof breathing yes. uh, thing. Man, that follows on to it. We need more of that in the world, so it's happening. But I, nature is probably the biggest one that I'm getting into. I, I'm really grateful that I live around nature, so getting out there, lying on the earth or walking around in bare feet, absorbing the power of nature is a mm. big one. And listening to other musicians and listening to inspiring music and maybe catching just a part of somebody's song and then taking that as inspiration to create something else. Yeah, what are the, some of the influences? Because you've had the privilege, I mean, you got to play with Fat Freddy Drop. I did hang out with those fellows for a while. I've yeah. been around some pretty amazing musicians and been around have been a mixture of inspiring and daunting. Quite mm-hmm. often I say, oh my God, I'll never be that good. Oh, what am I doing? And, and I, that can send me on a bit of a trip, which takes me some getting out of. But quite often they are inspiring me to persevere, to practice, follow my path as a musician. Um, I get inspired by musicians that have a balance between the message and their music. Some people's messages are amazing, but the music's not there. That doesn't hold me. And some people's music is amazing, but their message is not there. And that doesn't hold me either. So people in the middle that um, have got something to say and have got the grooves to hold my attention. And that I have influences like that from all sorts of different genres from Rage Against the Machine to Michael Franti. 
yeah. everything in between. I definitely can hear that in your music. Yeah, and it's starting to get a lot more attitude. I used to be real sunshine, reggae, happy guy, and now I've got an electric guitar over my shoulder as well, mm-hmm. so I grunge it up a little bit. And I don't care. I don't care <laughs> if people don't like it. Yeah, so it's funny. Last year, I shut down all my jobs. I retired from all my teaching work that was going really well. I actually left my marriage, which you know had its comforts and things that were working. And I moved out of my communities and I moved into, I pretty much moved into isolation mm-hmm. um, just before Christmas. I didn't know anything about coronavirus. And I was just really determined that I needed to put time into developing myself spiritually, physically, mentally, and musically. I just really needed time to develop and work on my craft and work on my body. All of a sudden, um, my busy touring schedule just stopped and I'm at home and it took me a few days to get over the shock of it. And then I've just been productive. I've been doing all those things I've already been talking about. And today I've been re-recording all these resources that I wasn't happy with that I want to upgrade. Mm. So I'm grateful for the time in and I'm grateful that we've got a couple more weeks of it. Ideally beyond that, I'm not so sure. I'm, I think I just needed time to cement practices in my life. Mm. I've, I've started a few things in the past and never really locked them in. So I'm doing my best to cement practices in my life right now. So this is the perfect opportunity. And also I still want to keep in touch with the world uh, through my music and send positivity out there. Cause I know there's a lot of fear and unrest and yes. confusion and stuff like that. Another thing I want to be uh, authentic about is I've started a self-pleasuring practice called orgasmic yoga, um, which has got all these breathing techniques and uh, meditation techniques and physical postures and all these sort of things. Because that's something that I really wanted to develop is learn to be my own best lover and not look outwards for, for that sort of energy. So that's something else I'm taking time for. Is this an online course? Yeah, it's an online course. Beautiful man called Simon and his partner called Dara. Orgasmic yoga is what, what it's called. Yeah, it's perfect that I don't have a sexy hot lover here with me where I am. Otherwise, I'd probably just be doing that most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Take my mind off things. So I've got and no it, distractions. And it, is, and it is a distraction. It's actually an addiction, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. some people, it becomes a distraction from that, that knowing of self and that love of self. It's a good lesson for us to, to know how to love our own bodies and to be comfortable with that, with ourselves, you know, in our wholeness. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's crucial. I think it's a foundation that most of us missed out on, especially men, you know, when yeah. first we look to women for our touch and then if we are going to touch ourselves, it's this one simple mechanical position that we do and we don't really explore the rest of our bodies and different types of touch and all that sort of stuff. So I think just before lockdown, I was starting to develop uh, a one-man sort of performance mentoring thing to take into high schools because I want to start mm-hmm. putting my energy back into the teenagers. So hopefully I can continue that work. Well, I remember when we when you were on tour in, um, in Sydney and you, you know, a lot, a lot of the artists got to stay in my house and you stayed in my house and you got to know my boys. I was saying to you, you're sewing, you were building in the backyard, um, the cubby house with my, my middle Mm -hmm. child. And 
it just, I just really had this vision. You would be an incredible mentor for the, the young boys at the moment. Like they really need that, that ancestral um, knowledge and just how to ground themselves and be physical, act, physically active. And I think that'd be a yeah. great um, program for you to teach. Kia Yeah. What does, you. can you explain to everyone what kia means? Yeah. First of all, I love the way you say it. Beautiful pronunciation, <laughs> Steph. Uh, so kia means to be and aura means alive or healthy or well. Be alive, be healthy. This is how we say hello and this is how we say thank you. Kia ora. I'm so glad we got to the essence of that during this time. When did you get to connect with the Maori culture so that you could teach it to everyone? Was it something you grew up with? Yeah, not quite because my father didn't grow up with the language. He's my Maori parent. Yes. Because his father was punished for speaking the language. They tried beating it out of us. So it was my non-Maori mother that said, our boys are going to learn how to be Maori. And we all went to a Maori boys boarding school for college. And they were very formative years. And we sang every day. We did haka every day, morning tea, lunchtime, after dinner. Mm-hmm. And that gave me a real uh, appreciation for the culture and we would go and perform in front of people and I felt really proud even though I was really shy and then I started singing the trios and the duets and the solos and that gave me a standing and I was proud and then I started leading and then I started teaching the younger ones so when I walked out of that college I had this feeling that I would have a positive successful life but I didn't know how and then after a few crappy jobs I ended up looking in my basket of knowledge and the main thing I had was teaching haka, teaching Māori songs, teaching Māori language and culture. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing that for the last 25 something years. And I may not have the deepest wisdom of the Māori culture, but I have enough to teach children and to teach beginners. And when I started touring Australia and particularly with my music, uh, a dear friend of ours, Shakra. Uh, in yes. Melbourne, yes. He, he was the one that said, you should run a workshop. And all I really had was haka, so I taught haka. And then it Aww. evolved. And then I started adding the masculine feminine work from there. So big shout out to Chakra for sending me off on my workshop world, which is now when I go to festivals, just as powerful, maybe even powerful outcomes than the music that I'm offering. The mm-hmm. things that are coming from these workshops are really profound and beautiful. And I've just been today downstairs updating and upgrading my online culture course that I have. And I've added the tutorial for the haka that I've written into that resource. So that that people now staying at home, especially for the men who Mm. are feeling impotent and they can't go out and provide and they can't uh, get that that stuff out of their body. So That fire energy. uh, That fire energy and that aggression and it just is such a healthy controlled way of expressing that energy but also it can build energy so i'm really excited to i'll have that when that resource ready to go by next wednesday please send us a link and we will share it on the blog yeah it'll be on my website rainbowwarrior.nz and so when did you decide to to bring that maori culture into your music Good question, because when I first started, I wanted my music to be as accessible as it could be, so I didn't actually have much Māori content in it. 
And then I just got feedback from people saying, that Māori song, we want more of that. So okay. I started weaving the words and the haka and the old Māori wind instrument through most of my songs. And it just became a natural way of expressing who I am as a musician. Right down to, like, I got tattoos on my legs, Māori tattoos, and then on my shoulders, but sometimes they were covered. So I ended up putting them around my neck and around my forearm, just my music arms, play the guitar, hold the microphone. Because I just didn't want to hide it, I wanted it to be a big part of who I am in the world. So that's when it started coming through in the last few years in particular. And I'm super proud of it. And I'm proud of it because the values in the culture make us a certain type of human being. And you don't have to be Māori to embrace and live these values or the language or the or the songs i'm really keen to make it accessible to everybody so you believe that music is medicine definitely um i I believe that sound is medicine i believe that sound carries vibrations and then music of course has rhythm and it has melody and that's medicine i think some of the best medicine is when we sing together Mm. And it's scientifically proven that that releases oxytocin into our bodies and oxytocin is right up there with the chemicals that our body can produce. And all you got to do is sing with other people, two people singing, harmonizing or not, jamming, banging sticks together, hitting drums. It unifies us, it brings us together, lifts the vibe. Raises vibration. Yeah, it's a big part of the Māori culture. Like if there's a meeting and stuff's getting dense and heavy and there might be an issue or something troublesome going on in the meeting, to wind it up, we'll always sing a song to clear the air and to lift the energy. On that, can you share a couple of points that are the most close to your heart from the Māori culture? Yeah, I think uh, the people that you're living with, Hongi is a big part of our culture where we touch our noses and our foreheads and we share the breath of life. You're sharing your life force with another being and by touching your forehead or the ancestors are meeting, I think that's something we could do with the people we're living with so we get really good at it and when we're allowed to go out into the world, we can hongi mm. lots of people. How do you say hongi? Hongi. Hong, hongi. 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 Yeah, like, can you say, good. I'm a great singer? I'm a great singer. So the singa, the nga sound is a hongi. 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 Got it, right? Yep. yep. Hongi. Um, another part of the culture I think is really important is acknowledging people, mm-hmm. using your words to lift people up. And I think it's a good time to reach out and tell people we love them and tell them how much they mean to us and why they mean a lot to us. That's a big part of our culture. We like to use nice words to or creative or artistic words to lift people up. And hospitality is a big part of our culture. Maybe one of our biggest values is how you look after people. That's a sign of chiefliness is when someone comes to your house, how well you feed them, how well you look after them. And the thing that backs that up is when we go to someone's house, we always take a gift, we always take some food, we always take something with us so it all balances up. What is one food that you are missing right now or that you would love to cook? <laughs> well, I've been craving like baked craving. biscuits. I'm 
you know, I've been craving biscuits or I <laughs> biscuits. just want biscuits. Yeah, don't have any biscuits. Uh, Actually, and, I'm, I'm baking peanut butter um, and chocolate chip uh, cookies today. <laughs> oh, you're an amazing cook. Sorry, I uh, cut you off. Go on. They sound really lovely. No, that's right. Um, but I think that's achievable. We have the ingredients. I just need to get onto it. But ice cream. Missing oh, ice cream. Yeah, we've, you love we've just done an order for um <laughs> for like some fresh produce, but we didn't get any ice cream and I just love ice cream so much. Us all being in isolation all around the world and just going back to that point, you've really covered on some some great like you've actually now been able to just be still and practice things that you've had on your mind for some time and now you're able to like the Wim Hof breath. The orgasmic, what's it called? Yoga, orgasmic yoga, yeah. meditation. Um, you've been able to actually really spend some time now on your craft and your music and dedicate some quality time to that. Self-love. Mm. What are three key things that you would say to others out there that are struggling with emotions of fear or anxiety that you would really say, you know, this is some of your wisdom that, please, you know, for them to be aware of and take into their lifestyle right now in isolation. I think um, creating some sort of gratitude practice really helped me mm. uh, years ago. And it just sorts out a bad mood instantly. And what I do is I just go through 10 things I'm grateful for. For example, I wake up in the morning, I might not be feeling that flash and I'll just say, I'm grateful that I have a healthy body. And then I say why I'm grateful for it mm -hmm. because it allows me to do all the things that I want to do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I say thank you three times. And at the end of the day, when I'm lying in bed, I go through all the things throughout the day that I've just gone through that I'm grateful for. And it's, it's amazing to reflect on all the things you can be grateful for that you might not have even noticed. And usually I fall asleep before I get to the end of the day and I go to sleep grateful when I wake up grateful. So that's a big part of settling my mood. I think breathing is so important. Exercise, find some way, sort of way to exercise your body, even if you're in a tiny apartment, just jogging on the spot or press-ups or yoga or Pilates or... Or the haka. Or the haka. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So, yeah, I think it's really important we stay active in our bodies more than ever. And I also think it's important we uh, get pretty selective on what sort of information we're ingesting right now. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes when I watch mainstream media, that tells me I sort of watch that and it's sort of like the opposite is the truth. Sometimes I definitely don't take mainstream media as gospel and um, just be selective and and there's lots of conspiracy stuff going around at the moment. So before we go sharing all of our conspiracy stuff with everybody, just do some good diligence on it. And, and if you start reading shit and it freaks you out, just get outside or do some breathing and have a break from it. Just be gentle on yourself. And keep in touch with the people you love and read some books. Get in touch with them, acknowledge them. Find maybe like I'm going to call my auntie. And before you even call, just figure out some of the lovely things you love about her and have them really in your mind so that when you're on the phone, you can say them mm. clearly. These are beautiful things for us all to take on. Thank you so much. My pleasure. For being so thanks honest. for Thanks for creating this platform, Steph. You've been doing it for, for quite a while now in different platforms and, and different parts of the country that you live in. And 
I just want to acknowledge the work that you've done in bringing people together through different mediums and bringing me over to Australia and looking after me and all these other musicians that came into your house and you fed them so well. And mm. you've just, you're doing great work. And, and I see you go into your own space to sort of vibe yourself up and then you come back out again. So really, really awesome to see you out here and you're doing great work. And I'm really happy to be doing this podcast with you. See, you just lifted me up. Thank you. My pleasure. My focus has to be on my children at the moment. And, you know, right now I'm in, I'm homeschooling them three different, you know, three different children homeschooling and cooking many, many meals at home. So this was a way that I thought I could still um, share the medicine of music. Mm. Mm. Not to say there wasn't any fear in the decision, but I don't think it's a time to choose fear. Is it, does Matthew ever feel darkness or depression or fear? Yep. And in fact, when this pandemic stuff started happening, I did have like a couple of days of quite strong fear and it was really horrible in my body. I could feel my body reacting negatively to the fear mm-hmm. and I knew I had to get out of that. And I knew that I didn't want to choose fear. And there was all these stories, all this logical stuff telling me I should be in fear. I should be in fear. And I knew it wasn't going to serve me or my family. So I just, did whatever I could to bring love in. I knew that that's what I needed to replace it with. So, and then I've been sweet ever since, even with some of the confusing, conflicting stories that I'm hearing about what's going on. It's not a fearful thing. It's just being aware. I think you can be aware without fear. Yeah. I think you described that really well. My first reaction there was moments because you're you're the mother bear I mean I was you're the father I'm the mother bear protecting these cubs you know Mm. so my first initial reaction was fear panic you know oh my goodness do I have enough food I then came to this like complete inner peace and just knowing this that there's there's I can't change this moment I can't control it I have to be okay with each moment and just be really present because if I'm in fear my little cubs are going to be in fear So it was a real moment for me to stop and recognize that I now need to really show up and not be fear. I have to choose love Mm. because it, yeah, we feel, I feel like the kids and I are in this bubble of love at the moment. Like we are actually Mm. using this time to be creative and to unite and really appreciate each other and be kind to one another. Mm. Yeah. So I wish that upon everyone. Yeah, same. Keep being loving to yourselves and the people around you, everybody. The other day, a friend of mine sent a video of trains, a train with heaps of tanks on it. And it said that it was in a little town in New Zealand and I freaked out. I thought, fuck, you yes. do martial law. Yes. And, and it turns out that it was a joke. But my friend got back to me and said, Machu, it doesn't matter how many, tra- how many tanks you see, we've got to be the love. And that was a reminder that no matter what's going on, we just got to come back to love. And I know all industries are affected. I did notice the first thing that was hit was the entertainment and music industry. Yeah, it, it was a shock and a big hit financially. The main reason why I'm sharing music online every Saturday at the moment is to stay in touch and to help uplift the people out there. And it's a beautiful thing. We're, we're doing it live so we can see people streaming in from all over the planet and People are connecting with each other when they're seeing each other on the, on the comments. 
Well, I saw um, friends of mine up the coast that were commenting and I was like, hey, how you got you? Like, it was like, we were all in the room together and you had hundreds of people from all around the world. I mean, what a feeling for you guys. Yeah, it was beautiful. And it's given a beautiful focus for our, there's four of us living in the house at the moment, me and Carlos playing music and Yosef and Songi, another couple taking care of the technical sides and Yosef's dealing with all the comments and song he's doing the camera and singing. We've discovered she's got a beautiful singing mm. voice as well nice. behind the camera. So it's given us a beautiful focus every week and it's given us a chance to connect with people and to uplift people and given like there's a little community that I'm part of living in a few different houses and they're, they're behind it as well and it's sort of like giving a voice for our community to go out into the world. We'll be back next Saturday. And we've got a special guest because in quarantine out the back, yes. they just came from the city, my talented 20-year-old son, Nico, and his girlfriend are out there. So Nico will be in our next Feel Good Gathering concert online. And he's a, he's a bit of a freak there, boy. Oh, everyone, you have to tune in to this one. Nico is, I mean, he's so ahead of his time. You can donate to the show. Yeah. Yeah, Which is we nice. share that amongst us, yeah, because... Yeah, not, not much opportunity for income for us musicians at the moment. So that's another reason why we're being creative and figuring out ways to survive. Yeah. And buy the ingredients to make homemade ice cream. <laughs> Loving it. Yeah. Somebody send Mathieu some ice cream, please. Anyone, where, where are you exactly? Let us know. Come on. I think they can do it. I'm sure there's someone that can do a drive-by and throw some ice cream over the fence. <laughs> <laughs> you would have to put it in quarantine and it would melt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, if there's a creative way someone can think of or you've got a great recipe, send it through to him on um, social media. Or just if you ever see me after this time, and oh. <laughs> just hook me up. They would go straight to my heart. <laughs> This is what Matthew needs after quarantine. He will be looking for the love and ice cream yeah. and cookies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, would you share a song with us? I'd love to. Take it over. Kia ora. the beauty of the stars up in the Rainbows, the green surround center. 
part of One Space Love podcast today, taking time to speak to us all, sharing your wisdom. It has been a pleasure connecting with you today and um, love to have you back on the show. My pleasure. I look forward to being back on the show when I've grown some more and I have something else to share. Thanks for giving me an opportunity to send my love out through these waves out there into the world and lovely to catch up with you again too, Steph, and say hello to your beautiful children, please. I will. Thank you so much. They've been really good. <laughs> yeah, much respect to them. So we finish awesome. off with Kia ora. Kia ora.